Hard Place, a novel by R.A. Jacobson. Listener discretion is advised. Contains strong language, violence, and some adult situations. Chapter 9. Jacob visits Brian and gets some exercise. Jacob was freezing as he rolled his bike into the garage beside Clyde. He wasn't ready for bed. What he needed was to mull over the cryptic words Red had spouted. He lit a fire, and after a few minutes, the stove was kicking out warmth. He sat on an old car seat close to the heater with his feet up and sipped on shine he had warmed on the stove. The burn slid down his throat, swirling in his belly. He nearly finished the jar when, frustrated with unanswered questions, he decided he had had enough and headed inside to bed. The next morning, Jacob woke with a jerk. His joints ached. He hadn't slept well. The same weird repeating dream woke him several times. He was standing with a massive crowd of people staring at him. Wordlessly, they seemed to be trying to tell him something important. But he didn't know what it was. He'd wake confused, roll over, and fall right back into the dream. The sun was cresting when he gave up on sleep. He didn't want to stand there any more with all those people looking at him. He pushed out of bed, cursing the icy floor. When the fuck is it going to warm up? He said to the chilly room. He pulled his clothes on, stumbled past Brandy's closed door, down the stairs and out the back door, catching it before it banged shut. Coughing, wishing he had a coffee, he walked to the garage, squinting in the early insipid morning sun. Jacob was grateful Clyde wasn't in a talkative mood. He was probably still pissed about yesterday. Well, fuck him. He's not going to worry about it. He walked past Clyde, pushed the knucklehead out of the garage, and rolled down the lane to avoid waking Brandon. When he felt he was far enough away from the house, he straddled the bike, picked up the life, and rolled it away. He turned east, followed by a cloud of dust. He wasn't going far, but he pushed the bike, leaning over the tank and pulling hard on the throttle. After less than ten minutes, he braked, his back tire skidding, and turned into the drive to his friend Brian's farm. He pulled up beside Brian's truck, a massive thing that looked like it was on stilts. It was bright neon green, jacked up with huge tires nearly as tall as Jacob. It made him smile and shake his head. Brian loved it when people knew he was coming. He was a big man with a big personality. Jacob leaned the bike over. He still felt cold from last night, and the troubling dream of the crowd lingered in his mind. He pulled his leathers off, hoping the sun and maybe a little exercise would warm him. A wry grin played on his lips. He would be getting some of that. Anne stepped out of the chicken coop carrying a plastic bucket. She smiled and waved as she walked toward him. Chickens scurried in front of her. Jacob liked Anne. She was a city girl who had made the farm her life, and she fit. Sometimes her clothes were a bit much, weren't practical, was what his ma would have said, but she looked relaxed and never skipped on work. She always had a smile and seemed to take the strangeness of their lives in stride. She had shrugged when she had heard that Brian and Jacob had made deals with the judge, yet never mentioned it. Jacob walked toward Anne, as Brian stepped out of the gloom of the shop, wiping his hands on a rag. It was clear this was a working farm, 
with machinery parked about. The shop doors were open with a large grain truck half in, hood up. Brian was filthy from head to toe. Jacob lifted his chin in greeting. They had been friends since high school. Geez, Brian, you're bigger than ever, Jacob said. Brian grunted, looking down. Yep, been working. Been working hard. He tossed the rag behind him and joined Jacob and Anne. Anne smiled and touched Brian's arm. What brings you out our way? Need something heavy moved? Jacob chuckled. <laughs> no, just want to ask you guys if you've seen anything odd lately. Just your face! Brian's massive punch came hard from the right and caught Jacob clean on the chin. With a deep bone-crunching sound, his head snapped backward, pulling his body after it. He flew back to the woodpile several feet away. Yep, Jacob knew it. It happened nearly every time he visited. Brian had a juvenile challenge that persisted since high school, a need to prove himself in Jacob's eyes. They both knew they couldn't hurt each other. Any damage Jacob took would show up on Clyde. It was part of his deal. Brian, on the other hand, had had an accident years back and made a deal to be invincible, which meant no matter what harmed him, he got bigger and stronger. The judge always had a twist to his deals, and for Brian that meant he got dumber as well. Each time they fought it got harder, and so far Jacob had found ways of not getting the shit beat out of him, or rather out of Clyde. Jacob pushed up from the ground. His broken jaw straightened as he did. Clyde would not like this, but fuck, he needed this. Leaping forward, he slammed his fist into Brian's nose, heard the sickening crunch, and felt it snap. Brian smiled wickedly and punched Jacob back, his nose straightening as he did. Toe to toe, they traded massive blows until Jacob could feel Clyde groan. Jacob stepped back, torqued his long frame, pivoted on his left leg, and caught Brian in the stomach with a powerful back kick. Any other man would have crumpled. Brian grunted and staggered back. Using the momentum of his returning leg, coupled with the power and weight of his 220-pound frame, Jacob connected with a powerful roundhouse kick to the side of Brian's head. His legs went rigid. He dropped to his knees, to all fours, but he didn't go down. After a second, Brian looked at Jacob with murder in his eyes. I fucking hate when you use that karate shit, Brian growled as he pushed himself up. Shit. Jacob had had enough for now. He didn't know what Brian might do if he got really angry. He needed the end of this quick. Casting about, he saw the woodpile. He grabbed a two-by-four, spun, and smashed Brian on the back of his head. With a loud crack, the wood splintered. Brian sprawled, his face digging into the ground. Jacob stood holding the remainder of the splintered wood, watching his prone friend, willing him not to get up. You boys, always fucking around. Anne stood off to one side, hand on hip, shaking her head. Jacob tossed the leftover scrap of wood. Clyde's not going to be happy. He's going to have quite a few dints. He pushed his hair back and pulled his cap on. Anne, have you seen anything odd around? he asked. Odd? Odd how? Seen any skins about? Skins? No, ain't seen any for maybe five years now. Why, have you? Yeah, a couple came by yesterday. One was wearing Billy. Billy? No, not Billy. I just saw him a couple of days ago. 
Oh, was he delivering? Jacob asked. Behind them, Brian stirred, groaning as he staggered to his feet, cursing Jacob. No, he needed Brian to help him with something. Never really found out what. Hey, Brian, what did Billy need you for? Brian rubbed the back of his head. Needed me to help him move a couple of old cars, is all. Old cars? Where? Up north of the judge's place. Were they some of the judge's old cars? Might be, don't know. Billy just wanted me to lift them up. He said there was something under them he wanted. We left them right where they were. Anne turned to Brian. You are fucking around the judges? Sometimes you're so fucking dumb. What the hell were you thinking? The judge finds out, and it's going to be your fucking ass. Did Billy find what he's looking for, Jacob asked? No, they weren't there, so we left, Brian said. Know what he was looking for? Nah, he said that he were looking for something that was going to change everything around here. Said he finally got lucky. Something about his contract being a lie. Don't know. And said, a lie? What the hell does that mean? Jacob shrugged. Don't make sense, none of it. A skin was wearing Billy, said my contract was up, and Clyde was for sale. That's not possible, is it? You're not dead. Isn't that the only way Clyde can be sold? Anne asked, confused. No, I don't think it's possible. Clyde's bound to me. When I die, he returns to hell, I guess. Never really thunk about it. So what was Billy going on about? That's what I gotta find out. Tune in next Tuesday for Chapter 10, next time. Stories from a Hard Place is a narrative podcast. Every Tuesday and every Thursday, R.A. Jacobson presents another chapter from a hard place, read by the author. Opening music by Noah Zachran. Production copyright R.A. Jacobson 2021. If you'd like to support Stories from a Hard Place, please go to patreon.com forward slash hard place. If you'd like a book version, either ebook or print, you can find it on Amazon. You can find links to all these and much more at Dead Cat Studio. That's deadcatstud.io. Keep the shiny side up. 